Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, everyone. This is Nancy with Living Relationships God's Way. Living Relationships God's Way is part of our project called The Relationship Project. Any of our teaching that we do on relationships, our videos, our podcasts, a conference that we lead called Relationships of the Heart falls underneath our heading of The Relationship Project. You know, wherever you're listening to me right now, especially in the United States, you know that when we put something together here, it needs to have a big title over top of it. And so that's what we chose for now is the Relationship Project. And we do focus on relationships and living those relationships God's way. You know, living relationships God's way doesn't mean everything is going to be perfect. You know, there are people that really struggle when they're in a relationship and they have expectations that everything will be smooth. There will be no problems, whether it's in a friendship, uh, in a marriage. It doesn't matter what language you speak. We can have those expectations that um, when we get this down in relationships and we're doing things perfect and we've got everything lined up with God, then our close relationships are going to be perfect. There will be no conflicts. There will be no problems. You know, now let's take that over into our churches. The same thing can happen there. We have people that come into our churches. Yes, the church is the people, those people who have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's who I'm referring to when I talk about the church. Now, when I talk about coming into the church, I'm talking about the church as an organization in a building, wherever that may be. If you are in a country and you have large buildings or you're meeting in a storefront or you're meeting in someone else's building or you're meeting in uh, in your home or someone else's home or you're underneath the tree and you're meeting as a group, that's what I'm calling the church, the church as an organization. And then those of us, as the Bible refers to, the church as the people. So there are many people that have an expectation once they receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And at first, everything's, you know, going really, really good, whatever church group of people that they're meeting with. And then they find out, man, some of these people aren't very nice. Um, And so they may move on to someplace else, and then pretty soon they're going to find someone else. And and it doesn't matter if it's a large group of people or or a very small group of people. We're going to have problems in relationships. And if this was not the case, God would not talk to us 
in the word of God and give us instructions and his desire how we are to live out relationships with one another. So the Relationship Project and the Relationship of the Heart Conference focuses on three topics. The first topic is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, that means when we've received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we have been born again. The second relationship that we talk about is our relationship with one another as believers, how I just shared with you about inside the church as an organization or the church as a group, we as the church, we as the people. Okay, And the third is our relationship with those who have not received Jesus Christ. And when I look at this, that pretty much covers everything in the world and in our relationships. Um, all people will fall in one of those three categories of relationships. So if you're listening to me tonight on living relationships with God's way, as what we're looking at tonight is the Holy Spirit. This is part one of our series on the names of the Holy Spirit, and we're focusing on the revealer of spirit and truth. So this is about our relationship with Jesus Christ, with God, and with the Holy Spirit. Because um, according to my belief and my understanding, uh, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are one. Now, could get over onto another side, and that's a whole nother big teaching. But that is the framework where we're coming from tonight. So I just wanted to lay that groundwork for you. Um, now I'm going to step into a few instructions for those of you who are new to our call and maybe for those of you who maybe need a little more explanation. You've joined us in the past, but you're not quite sure about some of the areas. Also, if you're listening to this now in the past episodes, uh, in the archives somewhere, possibly on Facebook or on Google Plus or YouTube, that means you're not on TalkShoe.com. Well, when you hear me talk about TalkShoe.com, that just means that's the platform that we're using. So if you listen to this right now, in the past episodes, maybe you're on iTunes and it's it's a month later and you'd like to find uh, some of our other talks, you can go to www.talkshoe.com, go to the search bar and place Living Relationships God's Way in the search bar and that will take you to our page of anything that we have recorded live underneath Living Relationships God's Way. So here's our little list to help you out. Um, if you're listening by phone, all phones are muted. I will open the lines when our talk is finished for a time of discussion. Um, if you're listening on the web, there is an optional chat located on the page. You may post your questions and comments on the chat, and I will listen at the end of our talk. Please remember, this call is recorded. Comments and questions will not be removed. When this call is finished, it automatically is placed on iTunes and shared across many social media platforms and may be downloaded by anyone around the world who has access to an Internet connection. And also, feel free to share our talk on your social media networks, websites, or blogs. If you're familiar with embedding, uh, then you can also go to your website or your blog if you're allowed to embed there, and you can even take one of our little widgets and, and place us there. If you have any technical issues during our talk, I'm sorry I'm not able to answer them right now, um, but email me following our talk at relationshipswithnancy at gmail.com, and I'll try to help you out. 
from there. Um, I really appreciate that you are joining us. And so now we're going to move into our topic on the Holy Spirit, Revealer of Spirit of Truth. Have you attended a play? Have you ever uh, attended a play and you looked up front and there were huge curtains, just, you know, those big, heavy curtains, and you're sitting in your seat with everyone else that's attending and you're waiting for the play to start, and these these curtains are going from top to bottom, and everything is covered. You can see nothing behind the curtains. You can't even see any feet moving. You may be able to hear a little bit of noise, but you can't see anything. And then all of a sudden, when it's time for the play to start, the curtains begin to slowly part. And anyone that's standing behind the curtains or anyone that is part of this scene, maybe there's people back there, maybe there's not any people, maybe it's just a set set up for drama and people will be entering. But as the curtains parted is what happened, the scene that's beginning to uh, open up before our eyes is revealed. The play is getting ready to begin. The first scene is revealed. Have you ever walked into a dark room and you flipped on the switch and all of a sudden you flipped on the switch and it's really dark before you flipped it and you can see absolutely nothing. And as soon as you hit that light and the light exposes the room and exposes the darkness, you see a very beautiful room. All of a sudden, quickly, the room is revealed. What you couldn't see before, you can now see. It's like you're standing there looking in the dark, um, and all of a sudden it's bright. You know, not long ago I was at one of my friend's houses, and as I went into her her home, you know, I ate some dinner with them, and I I walked around, and it wasn't a very large place, and we we just talked, and then later we were going to watch a movie, so they... um, set the movie up and I got up and I went into the bathroom and when I went to come out of the bathroom I shut off the bathroom light and I walked out into this room and it was totally dark I mean dark I could see absolutely nothing and this is what I said I stopped right where I was at and I said hey I called out my friend's name I said this is the first time I've been in this house since you've moved here I can't see where I'm going I need you to flip on a light because I just tripped on the rug and so she laughed and she turned on the the light and um, now the room was revealed I could see where I was going I could tell where I was going I knew to go straight and to turn left and I'd be right in front of the screen where we were watching the movie. But prior to that, before the light was flipped on, nothing was revealed to me except darkness. You know, have you ever experienced a life situation when you couldn't understand why someone or a group of people were avoiding you or kind of treating you kind of nasty. You know what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter what age you are. There are times that, yes, we are imagining it, but there are other times that we know there is a problem here. These people are avoiding us, or maybe it's one. It doesn't have to be a group. It can be one person. They're avoiding us, or when we do talk to them, they In the past, they weren't nasty, but now all of a sudden, they're nasty. And then eventually, as you begin to 
pray, eventually things started happening and the truth was revealed. You really did see and know that they were avoiding you or that they were being nasty to you and there was a reason and what was revealed to you was there was gossip that was going on behind the scenes and because that gossip was going on, they would share it with one person and that person would share it with another and now you've met someone else and you've sat down and talked to them and you're getting to know one another and and things are going well as friends, and then all of a sudden they're not. And as what you find out later, it's because someone else has tainted that relationship with things that are not true and with lies. But the truth was revealed. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight is about truth, the spirit and truth. Or how about, here's another example. Let's look at something more more positive. Is there ever a time in your life when... You received a gift from someone and it was just in a beautiful box with a beautiful ribbon ribbon on top of it. Um, And you couldn't wait to open up that box and to see what was inside of the box. You know, when I see someone wrap a gift, I love watching someone when they're wrapping a gift. They're wrapping the gift and it's a beautiful paper and you know how they do the edges just right and everything looks so beautiful and they even make the bow themselves, and the bow is put on side and on the top or the side, and it just looks beautiful. I know we're not to envy people, but that is something I envy because I don't care how hard I try, I cannot make that gift look beautiful as I wrap it up. But we're looking at not at something that's ugly, how I would wrap it, um, We're looking at a gift that is just beautiful. So you sit down and you have waited and you begin to open that gift and you get inside and what is revealed to you is something very, very beautiful. It's just very beautiful. You couldn't see it before, even in the wrapping, but as you open it, it's revealed to you. You know, to reveal something means to make it known. You now know what that gift is. In the play that I mentioned, and the people start coming out and the curtains are parted, you now know what is going on in front of you, what you see, what is revealed in this scene. Just like my friend's home when I walked out of the uh, the bathroom and and it's dark and the light went on. All of a sudden, it is revealed. I can see where I'm going. The direction is made known. It's dec- disclosed. Um, it's open to view. It's on display, like the gift. The gift is now exhibited. And have you ever thought of this? That the Holy Spirit, because that's what we're talking about tonight, the revealer of spirit and truth. That the Holy Spirit is described with different names. And as I sat down and looked at this study and just trying to place it underneath revealer of spirit and truth, my goodness, it was very hard not to go out off in other directions with the Holy Spirit because the topic of the Holy Spirit is huge. So we're trying to take this on living relationships God's way for four weeks and we have four topics and we're trying to put them in a little box. And you know, we always say those of us who are believers and really live in freedom in Jesus Christ that we can't put the Holy Spirit in a box. 
But tonight, I'm not putting the Holy Spirit in the box, but I'm just going to try and stick with this topic of revealer of spirit and truth. So as you're listening to this, maybe now or in the future, you may find that it is taking you off in another direction also. Well, maybe you need to have a piece of paper and just write a little note on the side, but try and stay with this topic. It doesn't mean, again, I'd like to say this, it doesn't mean I'm putting the Holy Spirit in the box and trying to stop the Holy Spirit from operating, even in what we're sharing here. It just means the topic is a revealer of spirit and truth. You know, the Holy Spirit is described using many different names in the Bible. Uh, And that's why I just picked a few. When I looked at this list, uh, next week I'll have a list for you and I'll put it on the chat. I have someone else's website that has a really long list of the Holy Spirit, descriptions of the Holy Spirit and names of the Holy Spirit throughout the Bible. And I'm sure there's some of you that would love to have something like that, especially Uh, for those of you who you don't just listen, but you sit down and study and you get out your Bible. You know, the Holy Spirit, as the revealer of truth, unveils the truth. It unveils what we're reading in God's Word so we have an understanding of what we are reading. The Holy Spirit discloses to us and gives us an understanding as we're reading God's word. But as it unveils and discloses, we also must be open to what we're being shown because we can resist the Holy Spirit. It would be, say the Holy Spirit is showing you, let's do something simple, like a direction, okay? You're driving along in your car, and you're going down a road that you're familiar with, and you're coming close to this one corner, and You always turn right. That's just the way you go. But there's just something, we'll call it kind of nagging, something pulling on you, telling you, don't turn right, go straight for another mile. And as you're driving, and then turn right. Not that you're hearing a voice, uh, would be like my voice talking to you, but it's like you just know. We call that a prompting. Don't turn right, but go straight. And so you follow that prompting, and you you don't go the usual way that you go, and you get to uh, the place that you're headed. You arrive, you walk in, and later you find out that there is an accident that was just a half a mile away from the usual route that you take. That's a simple way of sharing as the Holy Spirit discloses, unveils, uncovers. He draws away the veil. Now, right now, I'm not talking about in the Word of God. I'm talking about once you receive Jesus Christ and those promptings that begin to happen, that give you direction. Now, I don't want to go any further down that road either because I think it's next week we're going to be talking about the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So I just want to use that as an example of unveiling that was made known to you. Uh, You were going along this road and it was made made known to you to go this way not that way. Or how about a fog? You know, have you ever been a, driven in a fog or walked in a fog? 
you know, there was times I've been on the road as a sales consultant. I've been in the fog early morning. I've driven in the fog uh, in the middle of the day. I've driven in the fog late at night. And I can tell you it doesn't matter to me if it's morning, noon, or night. I do not like driving in the fog. I cannot see anything. And all of a sudden you're going along and you may have a patch that let's just say at night and the road clears and so you start scooting along and you start going faster and then all of a sudden you hit another area we call it patchy fog and the fog shows up again and so you slow down you just can't see where you're going so little by little the the fog is in front of you we can see nothing and then all of a sudden the road is revealed and then we can't see again and then the road is revealed sometimes that's how the holy spirit is in our life because we go step by step day by day and i believe god gives us what we need even as far as information when we need it can you imagine if january 1st arrives and you sit down and you pray and you're digging in God's word and you're praying and you're saying, okay, Lord, I want you to reveal through your spirit and truth everything that's going to happen this next year. I want to have your guidance, everything, right now. I can't imagine what that would feel like. And For me, I would feel awful dumped on. I think of it as we're sitting here on our computers and we're on websites and maybe you use a chat and maybe you're on here with me now or maybe you're listening to this in the past episodes and you're doing something else and you're looking at other information. I look at that as being dumped on, just having technology and information just communicated, just all over you, just dumped in your ears and in your head and in your heart. But you know what's awesome from what I read in the whole, in the God's Word? The Holy Spirit, the revealer of spirit and truth, He reveals what you need when you need it. He reveals it to each one of us if we are open to the Spirit. I love this when I looked this up. It said, He draws away the veil to give us understanding of truth. The Spirit draws back the curtain of understanding. Say, that fog, when I'm driving along or you're driving along, we have no control over that fog that we're driving through. We have a decision to make. We can go to God and say, Lord, I need some help here. Do I pull over? Um, or it can just be a practical uh, decision. We just know this is just too thick and we see a spot where we can pull over in a parking lot somewhere and we pull over because we're using God's wisdom. Remember, we can ask God for his wisdom and even in practical areas and we just pull over to the side until it's safe for us to go. Um, Now, we're not talking about the practical tonight because we're more in the looking at the Holy Spirit here. The Holy Spirit is practical, but to some people, what I'm talking about tonight may sound just a little a, a little eerie that they don't get this. And it's what I'd like to add. If you're listening to this now or in the future, if you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you have not been born again, a lot of what I'm sharing right here uh, will not make much sense. Uh, 
you need to receive Jesus Christ. But also, you can go in God's Word. You can still go in the Bible and begin to read. And I'm going to share a little later here about the spirit of truth through God's Word. Uh, So the fog, to me, is just a really good example also of we can resist the Holy Spirit's direction. Uh, The Holy Spirit can be giving us direction, whether it's through his word, it may be through another people, a person, it may be through a prompting, it may be through prayer, and we just decide, nope, we don't even say, nope, I'm not going to listen. We just ignore it. We we know, um, we somehow know to go straight, Instead of going right, but no, we didn't listen. We just go off. Um, The Holy Spirit is the revealer of spirit and truth. And spirit and truth work together as one. For instance, okay, I mentioned being born again, receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I'd like to read a couple uh, verses for you here in God's Word, John 16, 7 through 10, and I'm reading in the NIV, but very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer. And this is Jesus who is speaking to his disciples, telling them this is before the cross, okay, before he died on the cross. He is saying, I need to go. It's almost time for me to go now. But once I go, I'm sending the advocate to you. And it's what the advocate is. The advocate is another name for the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is already telling the disciples, I'm sending the advocate to you. I'm sending the Holy Spirit to you. And it's what this also means is when I have not received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit will convict me and draw me. In John 3.16 in the NIV, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Okay, now I'm going to head into uh, one of my stories. I'll try and keep this one a little short. Um, Excuse me here. I need to uh, take a sip of water. Okay, I'm back. If we were on video, you'd be able to see me take that little sip of water, but um, I'll just have to announce it to you so you wonder, what, did I uh, lose a connection? Just as a reminder, I want to drop this in here also. Uh, If you call in to Living Relationships God's Way, and as you're listening, you drop a call. Sometimes that just happens on our phones or it can be something technology. Feel free to call right back in because what will happen, this is live, It'll ju- you'll just pick up right where I am right now. It's not going to DVR you back to the beginning. Uh, you'll pick up where you left off, and then you can go back and uh, listen to the past episodes or download it for uh, later. Anyway, back to salvation. Okay, There was a time. Uh, that I received Jesus Christ. 
Now, the Holy Spirit was working in my life, meaning on the inside of me, but I did not realize that the Holy Spirit was working in my life. I'm just going about my day, uh, and there is a, a customer that is a uh, Christian. She had received Jesus Christ. She was born again, and she began to talk to me a little by little. I remember that she sent me a card, and one of the cards that she sent me in the mail said that she was praying for me. So eventually, I I visited a local church where I was living, and as I was visiting there, I did not realize the Holy Spirit was drawing me. I didn't know even the word, the Holy Spirit, other than seeing it in the Bible and reading. But now I know the Holy Spirit was drawing me because I kept kind of going back, and I was curious. And eventually is what happened. One Sunday, I was attending this church, and I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Now, I'd like to add this. It doesn't mean that you must go into a church building to receive Jesus Christ. You can do that sitting in your chair right now where you are at. Uh, You can do that walking down the street. You can be sitting uh, in a break room where you work. You can be anywhere. Um, I just happened to be in a church building when I received Jesus Christ. But before I even went to that building, Inside that building, the Holy Spirit was drawing me without me even realizing it. You know, later uh, I found out uh, that my grandparents were praying for me. They had prayed for me for a long time. So that was part of their prayer, would have the Holy Spirit that would draw me. And eventually I received Jesus Christ. And tonight as I was putting this together, I remember one scene. And to some, this may sound a little bit funny um, and a little bit silly, but to me it it wasn't silly. Uh, There was a time way back when I, I was young, a whole lot younger, and I was in my 20s. And for some reason I had a Bible in my house. And I was married and had two children, and they were very small. And I was in the middle of an um, abusive relationship, very emotionally abusive. And um, I was married to someone that was an alcoholic. And life was really, really rough. Uh, but somehow I ended up, I had a Bible in my house. And when the kids were down for a nap, and my husband was gone to work during the day, because for a few years I was a stay-at-home mom, I would drag that Bible out, and I would start reading it. And I remember reading in the book of John, and I remember reading the book of Revelation, but if anyone was around, I would hide that Bible. And now, I truly believe it was part of the Holy Spirit speaking to me through the Word, because the Holy Spirit is the revealer of truth. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And this is found in Hebrews 4, verse 12 in the New International Version. So, As I share my life with you, that is an example of the Holy Spirit working in my life, drawing me to Jesus, drawing me to receive Jesus Christ, not pushing, not shoving, not being cruel, uh, not some mean God that's out there uh, talking about hell to me. He slowly was drawing me to himself to receive Jesus Christ 
the Son of God. But I also believe God used people. He used people that had received Jesus Christ that I was surrounded with that showed me what love was because they accepted me right where I was at. Did that mean I got up and and stood up front and was preaching and they asked me to do this and asked me to do that and go over here and do this? No, no, no. It just means as I came in, they just loved me where I was at at that time in my life. They became my friends. They welcomed me into their community. And that's where I received Jesus Christ. Also, the word of God is filled with the Spirit. As I just read Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is alive and active. So as I was reading my Bible, dragging it out from underneath my sofa when no one was around, and reading, and then sometime watching some some uh, Christian shows on TV because I now I'll call it that hunger. It was just drawing me. It was the spirit drawing me and revealing truth to me without me even realizing what was up ahead. Now that was years ago and I didn't know and no one else knew at that time that I would be talking to you right now. That as the Spirit was revealed to me and I received Jesus Christ, that I would be on a live call in 2015 sharing the word of truth with you. Or prior to this, that I would be traveling to other countries, that I would become a teacher, that I would be leading a conference. Now, I'm not bragging me up. I'm just using that as an example. That when we receive Jesus Christ, if we're open to the Holy Spirit and we begin to walk in the Spirit and the spirit of truth and revelation. And we're open and we begin to take steps, just as I talked about at the beginning of of directions, just listening and going in this direction and doing that. Yes, the Holy Spirit, uh, through the Spirit, maybe it's promptings or other people and also through the Word of God, may show us something that's up ahead for us, may play something deep in our heart that no one else can see. It may be going to college. It may be becoming a doctor. It may be becoming a nurse. It doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be a preacher or on staff in a church. You may have deep inside of your heart to become a nurse. For instance, there is a young woman that I knew. I don't see her much anymore because she's very busy, but I connected with her off and on as she was attending in university, and she knew she had received Jesus Christ, and when she was a new believer, she knew that she was called, not to just go do it as a profession, but she was called to be a nurse. And this was the Holy Spirit revealing spirit through the spirit combined with the truth to her and surrounded her with people that supported her that now she graduated and she is a nurse. So each one of us, when the Holy Spirit, the revealer of spirit and truth, touches our heart, it's a process as we are transformed through the word of God, listening to the word of God, through other people that are speaking to us. 
In Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, we read this, and I'm going to take a, a little different direction here um, on the Holy Spirit, revealer of spirit and truth. We're going to get into some personal responsibility and also look at uh, the responsibility of those who are leaders. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip I want you to catch that word, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ, now hear this, may be built up until we all, not a few, all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become, here's our word, mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now, I'm going to go back, and I want to read John 14, 25 through 26 to you in the NIV. All this I have spoken, now this is Jesus, while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And this is where I'm going to combine the revealer of spirit and truth. Okay, John fourteen twenty five through 26, we are told that the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. Okay, will teach you all things. But that doesn't mean we do not need teachers. I've heard now and then, I'm not picking on one person because I can't even remember who, but just different things that I read or people talking that they'll use. There's another verse also, and they talk about, well, you know what, since I have the Holy Spirit, I don't have to listen to, I don't need to listen to any teachers. The Holy Spirit will teach me. I don't need to go to church. God's not telling me I, I should be in community. I can learn everything on my own. Well, there is a time that we set aside in our life. We are responsible for our own spiritual growth. We are to spend time in the Word and time in prayer and time of listening to the Holy Spirit when we combine. I always combine all three of those where we walk out that life, okay, where we, uh, for me, if you've listened to any of my other podcasts or videos, you've heard me talk about pulling my chair to the window, um, that's just my way of saying, okay, it's time for me to get away from my screen, to get away from everyone, everything else, pull my chair to the, next to the window, get out my Bible, put out a sign, my do not interrupt sign, pull out my journal, and that's where I spend my quiet time. I'm not listening to any videos online. I don't have any notes from other pastors where I have sat um, underneath their teaching and listened to them. It's just me and God and prayer and the word of God together because I am coming before him and asking the Holy Spirit, the revealer of spirit and truth. It usually means I am looking for something specific. I'm looking for the spirit to reveal Maybe it's a direction. Maybe it's just, Lord, show me how to pray. But I take responsibility. We should all take responsibility on an individual basis. 
But as I read Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that Christ gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip you. Yes, they are there to equip you, even though each one of us has the Holy Spirit inside of us. When we receive the Holy Spirit to guide us, to teach us, God has also given us these five roles to teach us, to equip us. So look at it this way. See in your left hand, and your left hand would be what I described by myself. doesn't mean you have to go sit by the window, wherever that place is for you where you're by yourself. Okay? On my left hand, I have uh, where I'm by myself. I'm sitting by my window with all my, my Bible and my pen and my journal. And on my right hand is my Sunday morning. For me, that's Sunday. Sunday morning that I attend my local church. I am with the body. I am with the believers. And I am I'm in a class um, also where we, we discuss things together, but we also have a teacher. So we're learning from one another in this class. Okay, I'm watching this unfold as there are times that we have someone up front and they're kind of laying the foundation of what our topic is and then because there's so many in the class then we will at our tables we'll have questions or we'll discuss or we'll share things about our personal life and we're together as the body and then I following that I go to a, a service where it's a time of worship and we're listening to whoever our, our uh, preacher is for that day sharing the message with us that we can apply for our life. Folks, in today's world, God's word has always said we need both of these, but in today's world with what's going on, I don't care where you live, I don't care what language you speak, we can read the news no matter what country we look at, we have big things going on. But God does not change and he is still in charge and that is why we need to make sure whether we get in God's word or not whether we spend time in prayer or not whether we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us or not or to reveal that truth to us or not even if we ignore it and we have received Christ and we shouldn't say it because the Holy Spirit is he we have received Jesus Christ, we can ignore all of that and we can look at the world and we can say, oh, woe is me, and look at how bad things are. But according to his word, God is still the one who is in charge. For instance, someone sent me a private message today. Um, It was an elderly woman, and one of the things, she talked a little bit about what's going on in the world, uh, and but she ended with something that said, the lion is roaring, which is God. God is in charge, no matter what is going on. But today, I don't have this in my notes, but I really feel led to to continue to say this uh, because we have people that listen to us and download us in other countries also. Don't look at another country and think God is in charge over there. God's doing wonderful over there. But look at us over here. No, think of the entire globe, the entire entire, excuse me, entire world with all of these countries and all of the languages, God is in charge of the entire world. And he has placed us here to be stewards of it. And part of being those stewards to carry out our lives the way he's called us to carry them out is to acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is the revealer of spirit and truth. 
He desires us to spend time in prayer. He desires us to be within the body of Christ. He desires us to be led by the Spirit as the Holy Spirit reveals truth to us in whatever circumstance of our life. God does not change. As I was going through this tonight, I wanted to uh, come up with something to share with you in God's Word that is uh, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And I went back to one of my favorites in the Old Testament, in 1 Kings 19. Uh, If you're listening right now and you're online, you can go to BibleGateway.com or just open up your hard copy. But I'm just going to kind of summarize 1 Kings 19, and I'm using the ESV. And you're going to have to hang on for one more minute because I need another sip of water. Okay, I'm back with you for First Kings uh, chapter 19. It's what we're looking at here is when Elijah flees Jezebel. Now, I'm not going to go back too uh, far before this uh, because that will take a little bit too long. But I do have somewhere, I'm not sure where it is, but if you look at living relationships God's way, I think I used Elijah an example of one of the um, past episodes in another series, and I think it also says Elijah uh, right on the title. So if you go back there, you'll be able to hear a little bit more of prior to Elijah fleeing Jezebel. But anyway, Elijah had this this, uh, great big victory that happened, and it was God's victory, but Jezebel was not happy. And so he de- or she decided to send a message to Elijah and said this, So may the God do to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by this time tomorrow, which means dead. Then he was afraid and he arose and ran for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. So we see Elijah coming out of this great big victory. God showed himself strong. God stepped in. Elijah was faithful and took on the challenge against Jezebel's gods, and God won. And now we see Elijah running. And the Holy Spirit, well, it says angel, okay, is giving Elijah directions of what to do. He runs off. A days away, however, however many miles that is. So it must have mean he was just uh, he just kept on walking until he was one full day away from that area, and he ended up in the wilderness, and he found himself under a tree. He just sat down, and he asked that he might die. So he's going to God after this big victory and saying, "God, I just want to die." And what happens? An angel appears to him and tells him to arise and eat. Um, And then he tells him again to arise and eat because he's sending him on a journey. And here is where I'm headed. This is the part I really would like you to listen to, okay? This is what was going on here as Elijah was resting. And the angel told him, it's the angel of the Lord arise and eat, and he also was resting, Elijah was preparing for a journey. 
But you know what? We think of a journey as moving and going, and and I know I do, and and we keep moving and moving. But it's what I believe also is what the Lord was preparing him for. I wrote this little note as I read this. He was preparing him to hear. And now this part, I, I to say this myself, summarize it, it really doesn't do it justice. So I'd like to read this. Uh, let's see here. First uh, Kings 19, I'm starting in verse 9. There he came to a cave and lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I, only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, the Lord speaking to him, and he said, go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, here we go, here's the switch. Here's the change. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And so then Elijah begins to speak, and he says, I've been jealous for the Lord. Um, You can go through and read the rest of this yourself. uh, But the point I'd like to point out here was all that, all that noise, rocks being broken into pieces, an earthquake, but he didn't hear or see the Lord there. And after a fire, it was in a low whisper. This version, I like this in the English Standard Version, calls it the sound of a low whisper. I look at this in comparison to the Holy Spirit speaking to us. You know, I was on a trip not that long ago. been on a lot of trips, but one of my many trips. And I just knew that I knew that I knew. I wasn't out on the water. I wasn't out on a boat. I wasn't in the uh, beautiful park that I had been walking in. Um, I wasn't in the crowd of people or on a plane. I was quietly sitting in my hotel room with the curtains open, with a blank page to my journal, looking out the window early in the morning, and the sun is just coming up. And it wasn't really that beautiful of a scenery outside of my window, uh, but I'm in another country, so um, it's always new things to see what's going on in the neighborhood when I'm visiting. But it was just very, very quiet. And so I opened my window as I was sitting at the desk that was facing the window. And it was like sometime I could hear someone's steps outside and I could see them as they were walking. And I'm hearing the the city uh, and watching it pick back up in the traffic. But when it was at its quietness, I really believed that the Lord spoke something and gave me. The Holy Spirit revealed 
the Holy Spirit, the revealer of spirit and truth, revealed to me a promise in some direction. Now, did I go out and do anything about it? No, I made that a matter of prayer. Now, let's move into something here on the New Testament. And the New Testament, if we look at Acts 2 and we see Peter, he is preaching, he's addressing the crowd. This isn't a message that he's practiced. This isn't a message that someone sat down with him. I believe there, no one sat down with him. He just, it says then Peter in verse 14, then Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Now this is too long tonight because we're coming to the end of our time, but you can go, I'd like you to go in uh, to this passage and read it yourself and look at this, this area of this. Peter doesn't have, a three-point outline. Now, I use three-point outlines, so I'm not saying they're, they're bad. They help me stay on track, and sometimes I add things to them, and sometimes I take things away as I'm using them. But this is Peter. In Chapter 2, the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost, after the Holy Spirit has, has came. Uh, you'll have to go back and read that because I'm shortening this a little bit more here. Um, but Peter addresses the crowd. He encourages the listeners, and he goes back and he begins to tell the story. He begins to tell what was going on, what was happening at Pentecost. And he's telling the people that these people aren't drunk. And then he begins to speak of Joel which is in the Old Testament, is what is happening here. Truth is being revealed to Peter. He already knows this truth because he was someone that was with Jesus. He was the dude that screwed up and and denied Jesus, and then Jesus reinstated him. Uh, We talked about that, I think, a a couple weeks ago uh, in one of our series. You can also go back in a past series and and look at our talk show page, Living Relationships God's Way. Uh, look at the past episodes, and I think I have uh, Peter kind of in a subtitle after one of the main titles. Um, but Peter's what I believe here. He is being carried along by the Holy Spirit. As I'm reading this to you, or you're reading this yourself, you have the words on the page. When Peter stood up to speak, to preach, to give this word. He did not have the word of God because he was speaking this word. We have the words that he spoke. He did not have the Bible. He wasn't reading out of this like tonight and today and this last week how I was studying this and I was going through God's word and praying over it. And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit was revealing to me through the Spirit and revealing the truth and even showing me in some areas where I'm off base. Peter didn't have what we're reading here. This revelation of spirit and truth, this is what I want to end with. Okay, we get in God's word. I used to be like this. till uh, the Holy Spirit revealed to me in my reading and studying. We take these men and women that we read about in God's word and we place them. It may be Elijah in the Old Testament or Peter in the New or any of the women about their faith and following Jesus. And we place them on this pedestal. And we think, well, that's them. 
But guess what? The same Holy Spirit is waiting to guide you. Now, I was trying not to use the word guide because that's in our topic next week, uh, the Holy Spirit, our guide. But the revealer of spirit and truth is for you also. If you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't have to be just like Peter. You don't have to study Peter and see how he acted and what he said and what he did. You don't have to study each woman in the Bible and see what she did. Yes, we are to study them, but what she did and what she said and be exactly like them. No, God does not want each one of us to be a carbon copy of someone in the Word or of one another or someone that their name is famous out there in Christian community. We mentioned their name. I could mention a whole lot lot of them and you would know exactly who they are and you see them as powerful and they are people that the Holy Spirit reveals spirit and truth to them but not to you but guess what the Holy Spirit God desires you to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal the spirit and truth to you he desires you to be guided by the Holy Spirit Now, it's almost time for me to sign off for the evening, so it's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to end. I had another scripture I wanted to read to you, uh, but instead of reading this scripture, it's what I'm going to do is um, I'm just going to pray for you, whether you are listening right now, whether you're listening in the future, in the past episodes, you're listening on YouTube. Remember, if you're on YouTube and you want past episodes, go to... Uh, TalkShoe.com, that's www.TalkShoe.com, and the search bar, place Living Relationships God's Way. Uh, I think you usually have to hit return, whatever you do on your device to bring it up when you use the search bar, and that will bring you to our page, and you will be able to download this, share it with anyone, uh, or Uh, listen to some past episodes. So, Father, I just come to you right now that you've just placed on my heart very, very deeply right now at this very moment, whether it's someone listening to this right now or they're listening to this in the future, whether it is on whatever device they're on or whatever, um, whatever platform they're listening on, whether YouTube or Google Plus or Facebook or wherever this happens to end, Lord, we just trust that this this teaching and this word just goes out by your spirit. We send it out and we let you put it into the hands of those you desire it to be in, Father. But right now I ask in the name of Jesus Christ that you put up a a wall against anyone that would try and go to someone that is open to listening and learning about the Holy Spirit and getting them to not listen, that they oppose the Holy Spirit and they try and talk to people today and today's world and say, nope, the Holy Spirit isn't for today. We're not guided that way. The only way we're guided is by God's word. Father, in the name of Jesus, surround your people that are, um, that are open to learning about this truth that we talked about tonight, that they are open to learning from your Holy Spirit and push back those that will drag them away. Remove them from the equation of their life. Help them to see what they need to see in their life, Lord. If they are lacking in that 
area of where they're really good at being involved in community. They're in church. They're involved here. They're involved there. They're serving you, and it's all good stuff, but they have neglected that individual time to study your word, to pray, to seek out your direction, to ask for the Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit, to reveal spirit and truth to them as an individual. Lord, I ask that you bring them back into balance. And then for those who that may just be into that side that we talked about tonight about only uh, studying for themselves and they're not involved with community anywhere and they're not listening to any teachers anywhere and they're not involved in community because they believe they can only learn when they're by themselves, that that's the only way the Holy Spirit speaks to them. Lord, bring your church into balance. Only you can do that. When we talk about your Holy Spirit, that is a really big big topic. So, Father, I just thank you uh, for giving me this message. Um, I just feel I didn't do it it justice. There's just so much uh, to this topic and to the Holy Spirit, but I also believe you designed it this way, that not there's not one person that can sit down and write an entire book and know everything and explain everything perfectly about the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit, Lord, you've given it to us and it is lodged the Holy Spirit is lodged inside of us and is there to guide us. So I thank you for sending us the Holy Spirit and thank you for sending us your Son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So now before I close out, um, if there is anyone on the line, we'll see if we can unmute this here. If there is anyone on the line that you have any questions, I'll just wait a couple seconds here. Uh, If you have any comments or any questions or any thoughts, uh, I've unmuted everyone. And also, uh, if your phone is on mute and you're trying to talk to me and I can't hear you, please be sure to unmute uh, on your side. So if you have any questions or comments, please let me know. Okay, I'd like to thank everyone for listening in to us this evening. And also, in advance, I thank those who uh, will download uh, this podcast, this talk. I thank you to those who are listening. Maybe you're on YouTube or Google Plus or Facebook or wherever you are. I thank you for sharing this. Maybe it's something that uh, you know. Uh, you've listened to it and you just know there's someone that's asked you some questions about this topic. Maybe this is something you can pass on to them or uh, listen to it together and just tear it apart. Maybe you don't uh, agree with something that I shared here this evening or when you're listening to it in the past episodes. You can always get in touch with me at relationshipswithnancy at gmail.com. And as always, I do draw a line on this. I'll accept any of your questions or any your comments, but I please ask that you dialogue with me respectfully. Um, I know there's a lot of teaching out there, and and I I do agree we should listen to people, um, that no matter who it is, especially as leaders, we should allow them to come into our life and say anything that they'd like to say because we can learn from those people. But I always add this to that kind of thinking. If we do not speak to one another respectfully, we are showing the world that we don't respect one another. 
I could get off on a tangent, so I better not go there with this um, because that's getting into the fruit of the Spirit. And I say this again and again and again. There is nothing in God's Word that tells us when we have a word to say to someone, even if we don't agree with them, that it's okay to get rid of the fruit of the Spirit and anything in God's Word that talks about the fruit of the Spirit and how we are to treat one another now um, can just be thrown out because I have something to say that I disagree with you. So, yep, there I go again. I'm always talking about that respect thing, but that's something that God has placed on my heart, how we are to communicate with one another. So, once again, you can get in touch with me at relationshipswithnancy at gmail.com. Uh, you can also take a look at our first book in a series of three called The Heart That Seeks Him. Just go to Amazon.com. Uh, place that title in the search bar also there's two versions um there um one is a very small print you'll see the cover's kind of green uh the larger print uh is the book that has a red rose and a green binder on the front uh that's probably your best one um and eventually we will be having book two and book three that will be available book two will be on community and book three will be on reaching others who have not received Jesus Christ. So until next week, just have a great day, and we'll be back next week with more on the Holy Spirit. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.